first of all, thank you for joining us this morning and thank you for all of your help, both by participating in this spiritual community, this Sangha. Very important to have a, a community, very important to have a teaching, and very important to have a teaching person. So thank you for that. Please continue to help us in every way you can, including financially. We need that help. But please continue if you can. What's being covered up? And that was kind of inspired by your question when you were talking about covering up uh, light, I think it was how uh, you put that. And so I wouldn't use covering up your light because covering up your light, it's just a little bit too idealistic and uh, ego, that part of the consciousness that you think is real, comes and takes a big bite out of that. Covering up my light, I kind of stop covering up my light. Please don't lecture yourself. Don't bullshit yourself. It's not that romantic. That being said, what you brought up in that text that you sent to me is very important. We are covering up all kinds of things. We're covering up the truth. We're covering up our true nature. We're covering up who we are by all kinds of activities. Could be just uh, uh, shopping. You know, that's what I do. Let's go shopping. Well, I don't have to think about anything. Anyone else do that? Raise your hands. 15 people, 18. <laughs> so yes, of course I'm saying, I'm being silly about it, but I'm saying we do move. It's a very subtle area that we don't notice, but you will notice that, if I may say it this way, more and more, if you spend time strengthening that part of the consciousness that just observes, that just looks, at, it doesn't think about it, doesn't add on a bunch of thoughts about why it's curved or why it's that color, or who made it, or all of that jabberwocky. That's for later on. You could call that post-meditation if you wanted to. Or just call it, what, subconscious gossip, is which, what the twin parameter referred to that as. So we have to see, over quite a period of time, years, see the way in which we cover up. And the way I teach this is quite a bit different than the way I was taught. I was taught to label thinking and return to the breath, which I did for decades. I don't teach it, not because it doesn't work. It's just that if you want to practice in that way, have a teacher that teaches that way. The way I teach is sit down, hold still, look at it. It's direct because I, I don't think it's necessary for anybody that resonates with this speaker right here. You resonate with me, then I can help you do that. See it directly. This doesn't mean I'm better than uh, Tibetan lamas. Comparison is once you once you leave the relative world, the, the not leave it behind, but leave it by seeing that it is unreal. You begin to teach out of what you're looking at. I'm not saying there aren't a lot of teachers teaching that way, but I don't think you need to follow your breath or return to your breath or stick to it. Don't stick to anything. Don't maintain anything. Don't 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 don't. What should you do? Hold still. Just observe. Be very, very generous with your attention. Give it to everything. Just spread it everywhere. Like butter all over everything. Or if that's not sticky enough, peanut butter. Just stick to everything. But let the attention do that, not your willpower behind it that is trying to create some kind of a meditator. Stop it. Not because 
that kind of meditation isn't workable, that's a, a good way if you're teaching thousands of people, that would be a good way to teach. I don't have thousands of students. I don't even know if anybody, everyone in here is even my student. Some people I see and I never talk to them. On the other hand, for the next 45 minutes or so, you can function that way. You can listen. You can consider it. You could give it your attention. You could reflect on it. Practice it. So specific questions about that, I think. Uh, no, I, wasn't, uh, I was not able to use your suggested talk title because I, I don't care for the covering up the light part. This is, is too, it's not that that isn't true. You are, but you, but that, that's, that ties in too much to the energy of ego of being able to control something, not cover up my light. You follow me? Go ahead. That's a good volume. In what way can we cover up our true nature? Like, what can, does it even mean to cover it up? Yeah. Let's start with the first question, asking me that question again. Well, I think I said, in what way can we cover up our true nature? Everything is covering up your true nature. Everything. This movement. that It's not about stopping doing that. 1,500 times maybe I've said this. It's not about changing anything. It's not about not covering up. It's about seeing that you cover it up. Witnessing that, because that what that which is witnessing that is not a person, not a self, not a someone. It even goes quite a, it's quite a stretch to call it your Buddha nature. Because I'm suddenly going to be bothering the other return to our Buddha nature. Good luck. You can't return to something you haven't left. But you need to see that there isn't anything but Buddha nature. And how do you look at that? You look at the confusion. This is a, via negativa has been said classically. And this, you look at the negativity. Don't fix anything. Do not improve. This is taught differently in uh, Tisha's seven points of mind training. He was teaching to a different audience back in the, what, 12th century. Relative bodhicitta, absolute bodhicitta. Relative bodhicitta, do stuff, fix things, push this, push that, fluff this up, tamp that down. Relative. Ultimate bodhicitta, just sees. One of the, uh, the uh, slogans there in the 59 slogans of his teaching is uh, something we just have to paraphrase. But of course, since it was in a different language, I'm probably not even paraphrasing. Remain a child of illusion. Is that close? Anyone have that memorized? Can anyone recite all 59 slogans? <laughs> well, I could, but I don't have time. I only remember a few of them. But some of them, I think, are, have been very important. And one of them is, uh, uh, you know, keep the principal witness. This is a, a way of pointing to that you need to see this. You need to trust yourself, not trust the content of what you're saying, but trust the space that you will see. If you train yourself, if you practice enough, eventually you will not only see what arises in the space and what moves away or what leaves, but you will actually, can't even say it that way, you will not see the space because the space can't see itself. But you will not even become aware because you're already aware. You get into this area, and if you, and we always come back to plus and minus, right and wrong, right and wrong, up and down, existent, non-existent, and that's that's the whole uh, that is the whole thing. 
Um, you actually have to leave the relative area, although I'm using relative words to, to talk about something I know nothing about. It's, it's beyond knowledge. Beyond. If it's beyond, then I can't even say, well, I'm wise and you guys aren't. I'm very wise, so I need to spread my wisdom so that you guys can straighten up. Sometimes it seems primal, doesn't it? So it's not, go ahead. If you have a question, go ahead. Mazuka earlier you said that we cover it up by, I think you just said this movement. Mm -hmm. I really see what you're doing, but it looks like we fall into some area that's comfortable. Yes. And are hiding. But when you do that movement, it gives us impression that there's something under that. Like under that, what? that can actually obscure something. What is that? You can do it. Hmm? <laughs> I, I didn't see your hand and I didn't hear you. <laughs> You're hiding behind <laughs> Yes, I'm very aware that I'm hiding. <laughs> I hide every time I get up here. Uh, otherwise, I couldn't do this. What do you want to know? I'll help you as much as I can. The idea of cover-up or hiding looks like there's layers that there's something behind something is that a misunderstanding is that true well i think so it's about observing that and watching that otherwise you come to a conclusion about your about the activity and you try to change the activity to be someone who doesn't cover things up and i'm saying you need to just look at the cover-up and then you'll see the other cover-up and you see the the cover-up that you wouldn't have seen had you come to a conclusion 15 minutes ago but then you start to see that cover-up and then you see the next one. It gets more and more and more and more embarrassing. What a fool you are. I speak out of what I'm looking at. More? Good area. Let's go. <laughs> so there, there isn't anything but this. Yes. You say that all the time. I do. There isn't anything but this. Don't add anything to it. You'll see what it is. But you might have to train for years watching the way you spontaneously add coming out of a lifetime that you tried to cover up in the 16th century. You're not separate from that. I'm not saying you have past lives. I'm not saying you don't have past lives. I'm not saying you should ignore the idea of past lives. There's the three poisons right there. Don't push it. Don't pull it. And don't cover it up. That's that's what you're doing. You're facing a wall. You're training yourself to just give everything your attention that seems to be moving or standing still, which is another kind of movement. What? Well, so it seems like a cover up and something being covered up are two different, two separate things. So, really? is the thing being covered up something else, something uh, other than what I'm looking at? If I'm looking at a cover up. And there's something behind it that's being covered up. Is that something else? Well, if, if it's being covered up, you wouldn't know it was there. Would you? Can you help her? No. Can you help her? She is on my, my question. That would be, is 
is there is there some sort of truth that is known as substance that's contrary to the cover-up substance is there two things occurring in order for a cover-up to occur yeah yes that means his question two things occur that's that's the that's the area at some point there's nothing that is occurring you just see it uh, if I could give it to you, I would, but I can't. I can't. If I look there, it just is too overwhelming. But you have to see it. You need to see it. And you need to see the cover-up, but don't remove it. See the cover-up, but don't take credit for it. See the cover-up, but don't blame yourself for covering up. Nor look at your partner and blame that person for doing their kind of cover-up. You follow me? I did read your text. So why would I just start weeping? Is that an, is an act? Am I trying to get your money? Do I need more followers? Go ahead. In that thing that you call in, an act, the expression. Emotion. Emotion. Yes. Um, do you look into something and then look away? I stop covering it up. When I stop covering up, it uh, it's intense, and that's what I'm recommending and asking you to do. And you, I know what I'm going to say, but I don't know what you're going to say. So I'm I'm going to allow you to interrupt. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> your your cover ups, how are they different? Nothing is covered up. The the fundamental uh, situation has been revealed. There there is no this and that. But when that shows up, it's just it's like a it's like a stage play, very convincing. And it's even more convincing if you're no longer concerned with truth or untruth. If you're concerned with truth or untruth, that's uh that's the path. And at some point those come apart. And when they come apart, the ego has no no construct. The ego cannot stay together. The ego is totally humiliated if it's there at all. More? You follow what I was saying? Yes, sir. She is on bowing. If there are two things, how could one be more true than the other bowing? There aren't two things. She is on bowing. Then what do you mean by saying that there is something that's covered up? Bowing? Yes, that's the illusion. The illusion covers up the illusion. More? She is on bowing. I think I misunderstood because it sounded like you were saying that we are covering up the truth. I did say that. And so what is the truth as contrasted with the cover-up. The truth is the contrast of the cover-up. Minus your extra thoughts about it, of being there or being there or being right or being wrong or being painful or being pleasurable. Gone more and more. Chiyadamai, it still sounds like we're looking for substance. It still sounds like we're looking for a thing that we can identify that is opposed to something else as the truth. 
have to have to do a lot of this ground path information to go back to that. I don't mean to try to get away from responding more directly to what you're saying, but in order to be try to return to some kind of clarity about it, we're going to need relative truth. But at the same time, we use relative truth. We also know that we can't help but lie. It's about observing the lying, observing our, our belief, observing our grasping of this and our rejecting of that. It's about the awareness of that. This is transcendence. And there's no one who transcends. Nothing has occurred. And there's no individual. There's just the illusion of this. She is on buying. Is there any way for the, the cover-up to be other than the truth we're looking for? No. She is on buying. So how can we relate to that term cover-up without thinking that that is other than the very thing we're looking for? Go ahead and look at it that way. Are you really thinking me or you're just bailing? <laughs> really? It's a long drop. It's a long drop. If you if you believe in the height, you're gonna fall. Yes, yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you for the help. Yes, sir. Do we see through the cover up? Yes. See through it. Keep going, you won't stop. I'm not done with you yet. We do. We see through it. So if we see through the cover-up, why don't we have some kind of a conclusion that it's a cover-up and that we probably should stop covering things up? What's, what's, what is missing or misunderstood there? I'm asking you the question. You can come back with another question if you have one. Still showing up, yeah. Oh. I thought we were right at the edge of the cliff and I was getting ready to shove you. Yes. You know, and you said if you believe in height, you're going to fall. What is the height? Just your belief about things. You believe or you disbelieve. So very similar belief and disbelief. So we take a position. But also to be somebody who doesn't take a position. It's also a position. You cannot get away from from the, the uh, relative truth as long as there's a body-mind complex still functioning here or enclosed, waving its arms, hands. You can't get away from that. But you can see that it's unreal. And then parts of it you may go along with and other parts of it you may just watch and not particularly participate in the thinking process. Especially when the thoughts start arising about right, wrong, up, down, back, and forth. They did it. I did it. She did it. He shouldn't do that. They shouldn't do this. Even if it's even if it's totally verifiable and correct, and you could take it to court and win every case. Relative truth. Yeah. Being down, I'm wondering about what is what is the experience of falling when there's when there's really nowhere to go. Oh, it's imaginary. You're not really falling. There isn't anything that falls. I mean, this falls. That falls. Is that imaginary or real? Hmm? Don't know. Did you hear it yet? Yeah. Did you see it fall? Don't you believe, believe your own eyes? 
<laughs> it disappeared as far as I could tell it's hiding. <laughs> oh, uh, it's well trained. So what am I endeavoring to do? I mean, it's, it's kind of a silly going back and forth, but it, it is that what traps us is a, is we start to reach in a particular area like something falling, and then we, we need some kind of concrete foothold or something to grab onto. And that gets more and more refined as we, excuse me, as we go along on the path, it gets the ego, the self-centered part of the mind gets better and better at stopping, starting, and having the illusion of some kind of a success going along until it just gets to the point where you, you either finally hear what your teacher's been saying, or you finally meet a true teacher who won't, who won't, uh, uh, won't save you. Yes, sir. Choose a mind. Do we already see through the cover? Yes. See how fast I didn't. I didn't think. See not already. How can I answer that to make sure that? No, it's totally. We do. We just. We just do what with what we're seeing. We project onto what we're seeing. Almost every interview we have, we talk about this. I'm waiting for you to see what is in front of you. See what's in front of you. You already see it, but as soon as it shows up, you project onto it. I'm not accusing you. Everyone's doing their own version of this. Some people have a have an understanding that's able to describe a lot more. Some people aren't. Some people uh, you have a powerful uh, thinking process, intellect, and may be able to lay that in such a way that I can't crack through that wall, and and I won't because you need to do it. You need to see it. That's why I'm here, to help you with that so you can see it, so she can see it. So anyone here can see that. More? Is that projection thinking there's someone who doesn't see through the cover-up? It's a combination of things like that. There could be layers of that where it wouldn't necessarily go that way, but might go another way. Ego, self-centered part of the consciousness, is adept at covering things up and opening things up and getting credentials in, in all directions. It's about, as you've heard me say this over and over and over again, it's about coming back to the awareness of what is happening, not what is happening, but the awareness. You're slowly making a transition over from thinking about, thinking about, thinking about, including evaluating, judging, right and wrong, up and down, back and forth, passion, aggression, ignorance, open fear, and so on, all of the polarities to see that it's just this. And even that is extra. To say it's just this, it's more of a, it's just this. So even uh, down through the centuries, all the different teachings or teachers that endeavor to point, use relative truths to do that. Choose a mind. What is the projection? It's just imagining me. Just invent it, make it up. And it can take on any frequency. It's, consciousness always finds its own form. Or, and what does it find? It finds anything it wants. It makes up anything and that operates out of passion, aggression, ignorance, hope, and fear. It doesn't differentiate between good and evil, right and wrong, up and down, back and forth. It's consciousness. And you are that. 
I am that. She is. She is. Everyone in here. Rumi is. Talk to Rumi for a few minutes. Especially someone that's is not starting to figure things out and think and come to a conclusion. It's all over me. That's quite a few conclusions. It's consciousness. You won't you won't know that you know anything. Your, your knowledge is, is scattered around uh, an empty room in a house you don't own and don't know what street it's on, and you don't mind because you see the nature of what this is, not separate from anything. You finally realize your true nature. The war is over. Listen to me. Consider what I've said. Consider it. I don't have to believe it. I don't want you to believe it. Consider it. It's beyond this, and it's not separate from it. It's totally fantastic, outlandish, and uh, profound and vast, and yet it's absolutely ordinary. Just this. At the same time, all the dualities, all the all the polarities are, have collapsed. You could say they've collapsed into each other, or you could say nothing's happened. Saying both of those, those are polarities, and those are also not separate. So it's complete. The warp and woof is vanished. There's just this. There's no parts to it anymore. Jeez, I mean, how is there a conventional functioning in that scene? Like this conventional. But it's unreal, it's solid in its unreality. You notice how you can't, you can do this right now, but if you went to sleep and just were in dream consciousness, you, uh, you couldn't do this unless you jumped up a table and then you dream up some knuckles and it's all, it's, everything's put together that way. It's just running on different frequencies. This one happens to be an intense, very low vibration frequency of uh, biology that's unreal. And you can see this. You can see this yourself. You don't have to believe anything I say or anything the Buddha said or anything anything anybody said. You get to see it. But you have to be persistent, insistent. Don't give up. Find the direction go there. And the direction needs to be into the dark, not into the light. That's why I don't particularly agree with uh, a teaching that might say, don't cover up your own mind. This is a, there are several teachers out there, part of the nose. No teaching. There are several teachers out there that teach in another way because that's the only way those people can be reached. They have to be reached through power of positive thinking and fluffing everything. We're wonderful and we're great beings and all about self-esteem and getting a healthy uh, whatever that is, ego. No, no, you have to. The way I understand it, it's because the path that I was, the way I was pointed, and what the energy I had to to deal with was horrible. I'm not saying it's any worse than anyone else's. Probably wouldn't be here unless you had some really difficult stuff, because there's plenty of teachers that will lead you into light and uplifted and that kind of relative freedom or apparent freedom. You said that we already see, or Juzan asked if we already see what's being covered up, and you said yes. So is the cover up itself? The self-delusion? Are we deluding ourselves that anything can be covered up? Any any polarity you come up with is, doesn't work. But it will work with a relative situation you're in when you're sitting at the kitchen table, something like that, or having a conversation with somebody. Then it, That's why it's such an amazing illusion. 
that actually functions. The whole world is running on right and wrong, excuse me, success and failure. And it's not that there isn't a backup there for that. Say, well, of course it's, excuse me, it's right to help people, not murder them. So those are there, but you can you can live a whole life being a very kind, loving person and cover up the negativity. Don't do it. Be the crap you're trying to get rid of so you can see yourself what it is rather than have me tell you or your therapist or your teaching or your astrology or anything. All of that will, will work for a while, but there's only one thing that fundamentally works and that which has no works. It's not separate from anything. It's consciousness only. That's available to you, all of you right now. You woke up with it this morning. You went to sleep with it. You dreamt with it. You are that. This, this, this is just a fingernail of the absolute. And even that's extra. It's just this. It's very simple. And it's very difficult to see. You have to look right at the clouds. Go ahead, Harrison. Uh, Harrison Bowling, so is um, what's being covered up and what is covering and that so is, sorry, uh, so is what's being covered up and uh, what's covering that which is covered the same thing? Yes. Okay, thank you. Welcome. Um, it seems that if we apply any effort to the uncovering, that's completely counterproductive. So how do, how do we work with the uncovering on the cushion? Now? Just, just observe it. Allow yourself to get worse. We all experience this. Anyone who's spent any time, especially a lot of periods of being in retreat, uh, three or four or five hours of sitting, you eventually get into that area of reasons. It's impossible to figure this out. Uh, and it's impossible to even see it. It's impossible. It just feels like failure, failure, failure. Do it anyway. Do a lot of it. Do as much as you can. When you said that, my mind immediately is thinking, okay, what is it that I'm doing? So it wants to create a concept about you know, yes. where to focus. Nothing to correct there. You're doing exactly what you need to do. Just you just need to do it and do it and do it. Have you heard that saying? The fool who persists in his folly will become wise. Anyone heard that? Yes, sir. So you say we see the cover. Yes. Um, is it? But well, we don't see that it's a cover. We see. We think it's real. But you could you could take it either way, any position. You're screwed. I mean, from the point of view of realization, <laughs> you, you just went into the cave of demons, and you're you know you're having lunch. Yes, sir. More, please. Don't hesitate. Is it our sense of self that makes us believe the delusion? It's it's the belief that that self has some reality. So I, I see the self. That, I've not gotten rid of anything, but there's no. I, I can have a fit right now and throw this uh, whole thing across the room. If I thought it would help somebody, I would do it. I would jump out that window. 
I would do anything. More? Does belief that it's real fuel a set belief in yourself? It's, if I hear you, it's yes, it's a anytime it's like, I think I've got this. Or, or, or the other one is, I'm never going to get this. That's another position. Don't do any of that. Everything is uh, inescapable, unacceptable, unreachable, and because it's not over there. You can't reach something that isn't over there. It's this. It's this. You can do this with, with your consciousness. You can do it this week, next week, in 30 years. The time is beside the point. And once you realize this, you realize it doesn't, doesn't make any difference how long it takes. You've been here forever. If there is such a thing. And you're going to continue. You cannot stop who you are. But you can cover it up. Kelsey Valley, is there a value in cognitively understanding or sorting through the cover-up, the why of it? I would say yes. But I would also say it's so different with each person. If we, if we say, had an, uh, an interview where we had a, had a list of, what, eight or ten questions about that kind of thing, you would find that everyone's doing this differently. Some people, they do not want to study the 30 verses at all. It sucks. I don't like it. And, even, and these are people who have studied it a lot and just don't want to do that. But some people don't want to study Dogen. Or, and then someone else really has gone into that because of their thinking process. You being a counselor, your way of your the training you've had and your particular style of just uh, doing your personal cover-ups, um, it would be up to you how to how to approach that. But I would take away and say, like, well, I might say don't think about it, but it would be, you'd have to be in a pretty dire straits when you say that. Just be aware that you're thinking. Do you have anything to say about that? Kelsey Bond, um, I think it was last week we talked about, you talked about helping, what is help, everything being helpful. Yes. Um, how can we tell if the cognitive understanding of a cover-up is helpful or not helpful? Don't look for helpful or not helpful, because then you're sorting, and then you're, you're backing into it and trying to understand if what you're doing is correct. It's a right and wrong mentality. It's not that there isn't a relative right and wrong. But you need to operate out of our awareness. You need to lead with our awareness. And this is what we're, you're training yourself to do when you practice chicken toddler. Sit down, hold still, watch the movement so that that which is observing that aspect of consciousness that you can't locate, you can't find that area that is like has this great objectivity or something. Because even that is a, uh, an illusion, objectivity. It implies what? Objects. So you're doing it. My feedback for you, the most strongest feedback I can give to you is sit a lot. Make sure you can do it. Be stubborn about it. Sit down. Set up a time. Sit there. Sit there. Look at the wall. Do it here in the monastery. Do it at your house where you live. Find time to do that. We've talked about that some already. Just The more you can sit, down, sit still and just not know what the hell's happening. It takes a while, especially for someone who is working with people uh, by helping them understand what they should do, relationship stuff. I, I don't know too much about what you do, but I have an idea. And I would say continue to do that. Uh, full steam ahead in that area. Continue to help people however they show up. You won't see the way you're 
you're changing your relationship to them, but it will start to happen. Maybe it's happened already. Uh, quite often it happens as uh, less meddling. You just see that really you just need to be nice to people and support them and let, let them know they have somebody that will listen to them. Very important for any person working with others more. Was it good? Speak right out of what's happening right now. Sure. Everything just looks heartbreaking, but that sounds like ego. Doesn't matter. It is it, everything is ego. Every, and there isn't anything as ego because ego is unreal. So it doesn't matter if there's an ego. If it mattered if there was an ego, I wouldn't be able to set up here. I'd be so embarrassed. And I'm in, am I embarrassed? Doesn't matter. You could you could make fun of me and humiliate me right now, and would I get my feelings hurt? Of course I would. Of course I would. Further questions anywhere? Isan. Isan bowing. Um, I'm curious about how we can be the crap we're trying to get rid of. And be nice to people. <laughs> I never thought of that. Um, so when I say be the crap, I'm saying that's the receiving part. And the receiving part, this might be hard for me to say. I'll do the best I can. The receiving part is how you do it. You receive the stuff that comes in your mind stream. You receive the stuff that comes towards you that is still your mind stream because you're projecting onto it. Receive, receive, receive. And then then that way you'll see the intense suffering that others are having that you used to be critical of. You used to hate them because they were so full of themselves. And so I'm not talking about people who are uh, necessarily being mean to you, but people who are just believe so much in their self-centeredness and their autonomy and their their uh, sovereignty as a separate person you see their suffering and so that way you're able to be kind to them that doesn't mean necessarily indulge them the kindness may show up as uh i gotta get going it could even be uh i think i've heard enough of your story today it could be that simple and then leave no explanation. Please don't explain anything. I'm not saying you shouldn't have conversations with people, but you ought to be listening 90% of the time so you can get an idea how much suffering is going on in the world that people are covering up. Unless you've watched your own cover up in your own mind, not gotten rid of it, not, not succeeded at not covering up, but unless you've watched that and been responsible for what happens in your mind stream, it will be very difficult for you to, to not make things difficult for others because you will blame them. No one's to blame. There is no, no one is to fault for anything. You think otherwise, then you're going to want to punish some people and reward others. This is the very nature of relative truth is to believe in that right and wrong, which some so-called religious organizations promote that good and evil stuff. Sunbowing, it sounds like, so I'm wondering if that being the crap begins on the cushion and then later after we've looked and looked and looked at it on the cushion and I don't even know, begin to see then 
it's um, then we would see that off the cushion in a conversation with someone recognizing their suffering is is that the path to that ability that you were just talking about or that behavior that practice yes that, that would be a way of breaking it down could show up differently with different people with different dynamics uh, some some of the teachings go into into the buddha families the different ways that we uh manifest uh completely different than other people so there's countless ways because there are countless people but the, the the nuance between those different kinds of energies the energy that shuts down the energy that pushes out the energy that excuse me that reinterprets and re, reinterprets and reinterprets so that it's more palatable to us so just so many ways of doing it so important thing is just train your mind so so you are responsible for your own craziness don't fix anything thank you thank you Bayun. Bayun Bali. um is the cover-up ignorance Bali? yes And it's, it's, um, it's a stylized form, so it can show up lots of different ways. You can you can you can cover up just by distracting yourself. Sometimes we'll be listening to someone, and we'll just start thinking about something else. The next next thing you'll notice, if you have some awareness going on there, you'll notice that you're daydreaming about something. It has nothing to do with the person that is uh, is coming at you with uh, 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 syllables and consonants and what are those other things? Parts of speech. And you look like you're going, yeah, well, yeah, I don't see what you mean there. And actually, you're totally thinking about something else, not listening to them at all. And quite often, you will meet somebody that real knows that, and they might even say, are you listening to me? <laughs> and then you can be honest and say, no, actually, I wasn't. I was totally distracted by something else, which might surprise them. Go ahead, Fayun. I am bowing. Um, you say we should not try to get rid of the cover-up. Yes. How do I, if I see a cover-up, how do I not function out of ignorance? Bowing. So uh, since you're asking me that specific, let's be more specific. Tell me, give me a better idea of what you're working with there. Um. For example, with speech, I often find myself afraid whether I should say something or not. Do I have authority to say it or not? Okay. Um, and I often catch that after the fact. Why did I do that? Yes. Um, so if I'm aware of something like that, how do I continue to function without buying into it? Bowing. It's it's about seeing that you buy in. Don't you don't have to. Be someone who no longer buys into anything. Just just have to be aware that you're doing this. And this way, the ego mind, that part of the consciousness that is that thinks it's somebody going somewhere, somebody talking, somebody moving, that is seen to be uh, unreal. It's still there. It's still showing up. So it's awareness of that. And uh, what may show up over a period of time, there's not many words for it. And this, this word will work a little bit. In this area, but you may not apply it to yourself. Other, someone else may apply it to you if they get to know you. 
but it would be humility. You're no longer trying to hold forth as this person who is so wise and knows everything. You just you just see it. And you have a willingness to to be the negativity. So on behalf of all beings, most beings are fighting their negativity in many ways, just pushing it away, drinking themselves to death, or gambling themselves, or whatever, however you want, any kind of distraction. Or actually, it's so terrible that they're actually downloading their negativity onto others in the form of uh, weapons and what evil forces. I'm not smiling because of evil forces. I'm just saying there's lots of words to describe it. So the idea here with us as practitioners is be aware of this so that so that your clarity around that there won't be a project, but your clarity around that will be uh, and your 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 understanding of the suffering and the strife that not only you're going through, but others are going through, you're able to receive that. You're not going to be able to fix it. It is dependent arisen. The fancy word for that is praticca samutpada. This doesn't mean that just because we know the word, we can somehow go in there and find the, the off switch. There is no off switch. There's also no on switch. The image I quite often have been using lately is it's like a landslide. If you get a picture of how vast this is, it's like, a landslide that started back in the beginning of time and is going into some kind of a imaginary future. It is not hopelessness. It is not. There's no one who is uh who there's no one who needs hope. You don't need it. You really don't need anything, but you uh, it might be a good idea if you train your mind to see clearly so you are not taken into that warp and woof of of conflicts called passion, aggression, ignorance, hope, and fear in the six realms, which we just keep wandering back and forth from the animal realm to the God realm, to the jealous God realm, to the hell realm. Back and forth, back and forth. We're looking for happiness. Yeah. Certainly. Any other questions on uh, Zoom? There's like 40 windows open here. Wulong bowing. Wulong, go ahead. So, Kazan, what is um benefit of the doubt without hope? It's just an open dimension. Hope is something where you're you're pumping something into it to keep you from looking at the at the the uh, the, the total desolation and disappointment that is staring, uh, looking right in the face of ego. Ego does not want to lose. People teach this differently. Teachers teach it differently. And I say, look right at it. Look at the desolation. Don't fix anything. Don't cover anything up. I'm not saying you go in and just be hopeless, but you can look at what, what is hope? Hope is a kind of, of a creation where we, uh, we even hear people who seem to be totally sane until they say, well, what gives you hope, Jim? And then Jim, if it happens to, Jim happens to have some kind of idea of who he is, might, might actually say, hope, I don't need any hope. You need hope, then that's that's a cover-up that won't let you see the complete desolation that's in front of you, the horrible suffering that human beings are going through. Won't cover anything up with hope. More? Um, well, I'm bowing. You often say you can do this. I do. Um, that's very helpful to me. Um, Good. Does it matter whether it's called hope or not? Oh, what do you? What does he want to know? <laughs> that's 
a little, a little obscure over here. Does it matter if it's called hope or not? Wishful thinking, uh, complimentary hors d'oeuvres. I mean, any kind of no, thought would kind of take us away from something. Okay, so so when when you're when when I'm in a very tight space, yes. um, sometimes it's hard to uh, to find the thing to keep going. Very good. I can respond to that. So I felt that way too, and then I I. Through a long period of time, I always return to what my teacher said, is that you can do this. And that's after listening to a lot of whatever kind of crazy stuff I was saying to him, because I had finally met somebody that I could download on, that I needed to see all of my craziness so that he could respond to me in as helpful a way as possible. And what did he do? He sent me in the retreat immediately. And my teacher, uh, Coben, uh, helped me in such a way that uh, that um, I can't even describe it. I, I don't know how to say it, but someone who could actually see what I was attached to and dealing with and went right in and pointed at it. And that was extremely painful. That gives me, what, hope? I don't know if it's hope, but it's the truth. It's not hope. It's just the truth. Somebody is actually willing to tell you respond to you right where you're at so you feel it all the way into your backbone if you don't have that if you don't have someone who sees this and is willing to help you then you might continue to go in circles and keep calling it a straight line because you need hope or because you need some kind of support you don't really need anything if you think you need something then you're going to be going in circles i would say sit down hold still and see what this is. There isn't anywhere to go. There is no journey. There's there's ground path and fruition, but the fruition isn't there is no. There is no. See it. If you're interested, that's what I'm about. That's why whatever time I have left here as a living form with a whatever this is showing up, uh, that's what I am endeavoring to do. I need your questions. If I don't have questions, I probably won't say much. Well, I'm bowing. Is yes. seeing, is seeing does seeing what this is require that you trust suffering? Trust the suffering. Yeah. Well, yes, it's the truth of suffering. So trust the truth. The first words out of the Buddha's mouth, as far as we know, is life of suffering. And you've heard me say this hundreds of times because I go back to it because it's such a powerful teaching. Life of suffering. Nerve endings are everywhere, and we're very, very sensitive, not only in our fingertips, but in our everything, to the pain and the pleasure and the neutrality. Receive it, receive it, receive it. It's all uh, non-differentiated in consciousness until we pull it apart and try to ascribe this and blame this and credit that and do something with it. And what do we? what is the instruction there, as far as I'm concerned? It's just watch that happen. We'll fix anything. If you just watch it happen, then... There's no, there's no credential. They're just, uh, just observing, just seeing, smelling, tasting, touching, thinking, feeling. Anything that arises in the mind stream is, has a right to be there. It's supposed to be there. Nothing to fix. Nothing to correct. 
transcendence is a, you can't follow that. You can't see what did something transcend? Did something go beyond the relative stage play that we all believe is so real and we fight with the, the people on stage? Thank you. Thank you. We'll take a few minutes more if there, if there are more questions. If not, we can also stop. Go ahead, Yon. What is awareness? Good question. It's uh, I have to use concepts to describe something we can't see, we can't smell, we can't taste it. But it seems to be the space in which things occur as we receive them, as we observe them. If you're shutting it down and not observing it, then you're closing off what is what is arising, which is called ignorance. Or it could be it could show up as aggression if it's pushy. Could show up as passion if there's a lot of philosophy or propaganda around why you should, why you shouldn't, who should, what they did, what she did. But awareness is just consciousness that has a kind of uh, focus to it. When I teach the opening the eye minds, I actually we're looking at a painting, and we look at the center of that painting, and I call that the eye spot. So put your eyes right there, and then use your peripheral vision to move around and look at. It. And there's a certain a structure that 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 has uh, developed over the years about what is a way to do that to really understand the relationship between the the, the vase that's on the table and the open window, uh, where the plants are hanging outside the window, and possibly the the figure that is uh, reclining on a couch. There's a way to see that where in that uh, opening the eye mind, OTEM. Hopefully there's a book coming out someday on that. Yu Hongbaoyin, yes. the awareness that I call is based on my own uh, space, could be location. How can I know my awareness is the same as what you are describing it's just it's consciousness it's just consciousness you're you're fine just continue to do it but to say how can i know uh then we're, we're actually leaving the very thing we're endeavoring to understand for some kind of relative construct that will satisfy the ego so the ego not just your ego but my ego will have some kind of a conclusion about it. there is no conclusion but if there is a conclusion then we've stopped investigating so this is why it's necessary to look right into the darkness Look right into right between the trees, which are your ideas, your concepts, your hopes, your fears. Look right between them. It's all the space in between the trees, not the trees. But you have to see the trees first in order to see that there's a there's a gap between them. Look at the gap. Receive the gap. That's the nature of awareness and consciousness, spoken of in different ways. You can bow in. Um, I have one more question. Are Please. there any differences between the observation on the cushion and off cushion? Um, yes, so it's going to show up different with differently with different people, but uh, on the cushion, the instruction is sit very symmetrical, hold still, and watch what moves. So what shows up in your mind stream might have all kinds of stories about your uh, about your children or about your your business situation, uh, your the school you teach at, and friends that might have all kinds of things. And just the idea is you're training yourself to just watch those things come and go. Watch the story show up and fade and go, come back. And then your awareness, if I understand what you're asking about, uh, uh, as long as the body is moving, like mine is moving here, 
then that's not necessarily a negative thing. It's just that in order to train the awareness to emphasize the, the, the observer part of the consciousness, which can't be found, you can't find it and make sure it's protected so you can just observe. It is more vast and more profound than that. And it's more simple and ordinary. And right, it's just what vast tax is just this. So the training part is important. Sit symmetrical and observe the asymmetry of the mind come and go and come and go. Don't fix anything. Don't repair anything. Don't add, subtract, divide. Don't do any math if you can help it. But if you do add on, then just watch that and then turn it, turn that into an object of meditation. There's nothing to correct there the way I understand it and the way I teach it. Whereas when you're off the cushion, so-called post-meditation, just do the best you can. Just receive as much as you can. Listen to people. Observe people's movements without leaving what the movement for what the movement means. Like if I go like this, don't immediately jump from this into oh he's he's protecting himself or he. It's just it's not that there isn't some accuracy there, but it's not the spiritual path. It's the path of trying to get control of things. You know. You know, uh, earlier you said that you're hiding every time you go up there. Yes. In what way are you hiding? Uh, you can't see me. You can't see who this is. If you see it, who this is, you'll who this is will never come back. Because everywhere you look, you'll see me. You'll see everybody, not just me, not this some kind of special person. It might be the opposite of that. It's hidden in plain sight. It's an open secret. That's a traditional teaching. Open, it's an open secret. Nothing is separate from anything else. If you see it, what's what is there left to do other than <laughs> somebody comes and asks you questions, you Turn them back into their own mind stream. Go back. See what this is. See yourself. See it yourself. Don't believe anybody. But don't ignore what the teacher says. It's the the uh, Trunk Rinpoche talks about that in one of his books. I think it's a cutting through universality of the guru. Universality of everything. If you're a student, <laughs> everything is teaching you. Don't refuse anything. Anything that comes. Any person. Any dog, any cat, any bird, any sound, everything, everything you taste, everything you, everything that you is coming towards you through the sixth sense field, including the mind, uh, is a teaching. Receive it. This is the universality of the guru, of the teacher. But you may have to meet somebody who's met that person, and who, as Trung Parmpa Jay would say, who introduces you to your world, and they may be doing it in ways that you don't like so well. I'm particularly difficult to relate to as a teacher because I'm because of the craziness I've had to deal with. Yet that being said, you might need someone who has done a, a been in the same kind of desperate straits you've been in. Any questions? Naveed, Bowie. Naveed, how are things in Iran? Good, Sakuzan. Thank you for asking. Um, my question is what is the practice of um, opening the eye mind develop into? Bowie. So opening the eye mind is just emphasizing the visual consciousness using uh, uh, paintings, art, so to get you to help you see the the uh, 
with especially with paintings that are are uh, are famous. You could say it that way, and you, you get to see why they're so famous because the the equilibrium, the balance in things that are uh, all over the place, disheveled. You see that the one who put those together put them together in such a way that they did not miss anything. They did not see uh, separations. They looked at the separations and saw the underlying um, equanimity that is already the case everywhere. That's all you see. If you awaken to what this is, you won't see anything to correct anywhere. But you'll meet people who think that, think otherwise. So you might have to, might have a few students or not. Maybe you won't be a teacher. But opening the eye mind is to sit down, full still, and and look at a central area in a, in a painting and then use your peripheral awareness to do that. And there's several exercises for that. And as I said, I don't, I'm working with a, Kayun is helping with me with a book on that topic, which I've been working on that for a long time, longer than I've been meditating. And I've been meditating for a while. So anyway, it's a way, hopefully that'll come out someday and to read it. Did you have a further question on that, Naveed? Naveed, um, what does the eye mind sees? Um, so in the exercise, the eye mind, you have a, a focus. So you look at a particular spot and you hold your gaze there. That's that's the eye spot. You hold your gaze right there. So the next time you go in a gallery or maybe there's paintings in your house or something, uh, find a central area, look right at whatever's in the center of that. It may be a, a uh, the, the handle of a teacup or something on a table, hold your gaze right there and then move your, your peripheral vision around using several different techniques. One of them is to look right there and, and uh, take in everything that is green, take in everything. And the next one might be take everything, take in everything that is round, take, er, take in everything that has a triangular shape. And it, you'll be amazed at how the consciousness will, will tie into that because it's already just flooded with all these concepts. So you use the concepts to move from the conceptual mind thinking, the force ganda, into the visual consciousness and actually start to empower the visual consciousness to, to see something as it is rather than see something and add all your stupid thoughts uh, about it or your concepts, your ideas, your uh, constructs and your ways of protecting the self-centeredness so that you get to know stuff. So you can do it with almost anything. Uh, if you understand the principle behind it, then you can you can just do it without instruction. But if you don't, then you might need the, the instruction of how to move the awareness around using colors, using shapes, using objects, using um, alternation. Sometimes I have people alternate between the back of their neck uh, to what's in front of them. So they include the body working on something right now, which has to do with body awareness while you're looking at a painting. So I could Say a lot. I probably should just give a whole talk on it one of these days. Further question, Naveed, before we go elsewhere? Thank you. Yes, sir. Final questions before we close? Everybody wants to go home. <laughs> Michelle, what's your cat's name? Sonia. Sonia? She wants to get out of the animal realm. Yes. Well, she's, she's, uh, this is a start. You can just, and cats already sit a lot. So, <laughs> got that covered. <laughs> Thank you. I can't, she always comes. She always loves Zoom, Zoom meetings. Yes. Good. 
It's quite often uh, quite interesting. Uh, um, what was it? Uh, who's, who's cat? Uh, was it was it Robin's kitty that passed away? And her her cat would always come up and sit and look right in the screen. Beautiful. Sonia likes to stare at you. Just, yes. Just saying. <laughs> yes. I think it was Robin's kitty. Her name was Dot. Okay. Well, I guess we can go elsewhere. We can close. Thank you so much for attending. Hi. My name is Sokuren, and I'm one of Sokuzan's monks. Sokuzan so freely offers his love to us and his wisdom through these talks and never asks us for anything in return. If you value what he does and what he is and want them to continue, please visit our donate page at sokokoji.org. Thank you.